guys. Welcome back to another edition of AFK Discussions. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my buddy, Ty. Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, man. How's your week been, dude? Uh, so far, so good. A little slow. I'm looking forward to the weekend. A uh, couple of me and the boys. I think I mentioned it last episode. Me and the boys are going gambling. I can't wait. Gambling. <laughs> I'm pretty excited, <laughs> to be honest, dude. That's awesome, man. Um, you know, I've never really gambled much i went to cherokee a few times and when we were on the cruise ship this past year um we gambled a little bit but i don't know i just i don't like losing money you know i, I never win so you know uh, that's what i feel like that's kind of what it's all about like for me i feel like i always lose i don't think i've ever walked away up before um but i think like the main reason that that is is because i go in totally cold not I hadn't played any like table games beforehand. I've not looked up like basic strategy for blackjack or anything. I'm pretty, um, I bet pretty loosely, especially when it comes to like roulette and stuff. And then um, another factor would probably be the the fact that I consume alcohol most times before I go. Um, and then the last time I think me and Brandon got so drunk um, of course, our wives drove. No, dr- no uh, drinking and driving on this on this podcast. But our wives um, were with us, and they drove us back to the casino where we proceeded to lose hundreds of dollars. So, now nah, I, I I usually go with the mindset of I'm just going to lose all the money I come with. Um, yeah. And if you just come to that realization, it's a pretty good time. It's just you know a good excuse to get together with the boys. I like to see. And this might sound weird, but I really like to see my friends win more than like me. Like it's really exciting to me when I'm just watching like Kyle or Brandon play a table game and they're like crushing it. Right. Like to me that that's like really awesome. Um, That's not to say I don't want to win money because I do obviously. Um, But I think it's a, it's a different feeling when you're, you're watching your boys and and they're winning. Um, But it would be nice this weekend to walk away with some, with some cash. Um, And just in case we don't walk away, like, if we don't do well at the tables um, Friday and Saturday, um, Saturday night, uh, Kyle's coming with a bunch of quarters, uh, three rolls of quarters, uh, $30 worth, and we're going to play poker with some quarters, just us, and take shots and just have a good time. You know what I mean? Awesome, man. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, I was talking to Brandon earlier, and he was telling me about uh, when you guys went to Vegas that he lost a bunch of money. But oh, then at gosh. the airport, he said he went to the airport and they had a slot machine. He started playing slots at the airport and won all of his money back. Yeah, we were sitting at the airport for probably, I guess, before our flights left. We were probably at the airport for three or four hours. I think he he was there for probably an hour longer than me. And he was up while I was there. He had won probably about 100. And then after I left, he on one spin, he won 250 bucks. So he, he ended up winning all the money back that he had lost at the airport when we were leaving Vegas. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, man. Hey, guys, uh, before you get started, though, um, I just want to give a shout out to all of our peeps in Australia. For some reason, we're trending in Australia, and that is awesome. So all of my Aussie friends out there, thank you guys for making AFK awesome. And guys, also, if you could go and subscribe and give us a five-star review, that would really help us out because, you know, we're eight episodes in and we're still not, you know, chugging along too well in the podcast uh, genre. We're we're getting there, but, you know, we need some subscribes and some reviews just to kind of push us over the top. So if you could, please go do that. And also go to our Instagram page, like, follow, and uh, we post a lot of stuff on there and just, you know, be part of the fun. And also... 
on the Instagram. Once we hit 200 followers, I'm going to be giving away some shirts. So make sure you go and, and subscribe there. But uh, tonight, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Something I have always wondered about and dreamed about ever since watching the first Back to the Future movie is time travel. What do you think about time travel, man? Dude. If I could travel through time, it's so crazy because here's the thing. I love my life the way it is, and I, I have an awesome wife, uh, you know, an awesome house, awesome job, great friends, great people. I'm super comfortable. I ha- I'm fin- super financially stable, able to buy anything I want to buy, go anywhere I want to go, do anything I want to do. But it's crazy that a part of me still goes, man, if I could travel back in time, I would have done this differently or I would have done this differently. Like, and obviously that would, that would have a ripple effect through my entire life and my life would be different. Um, so time travel for me is one of those things where I'm always on the fence about even if it did exist, if I would want to do it to change my own life. Now I would probably do it to go back in time just to like experience some things. Cause I, I think there would be some things that would just be like crazy, right? Like the Cubs winning their first world series or like so, something really cool like that, I, I think would be really, really awesome. Um, but you know, uh, it's, I, I know that there is a lot of conspiracies out there talking about, time travel as like a factual realistic thing. Um, and I'm not sure that I'm a full believer in that. And I'm sure we'll get into that throughout the episode. Yeah, definitely, man. If I could go back, I wouldn't change anything really. I mean, this would probably change a lot, but I mean, I love my life, you know, if, cause if you change something, I mean, my kids probably wouldn't exist. So, you know, I don't want that to happen, but if I had a chance, the one thing I would like to do is so I used to work with this guy named David Sink. He's uh, my buddy, right? And I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, but um, he moved out to, gosh, I think he lives in Washington now. Um, and he he's like really high up in Alaska Airlines. I want to say CTO, like Chief Technology Officer. Jeez. I'm not really sure on that, but maybe um, – don't quote me on that, guys. If he's not, then I'm sorry. But he's something high up in the Alaskan Airlines. Um, anyway, so this guy, he was like, hey, Jason, uh, you know, there's this, you know, Bitcoin thing. Do you want to get in with us? You know, you can give me like 10 bucks and you can get like a couple hundred coins. And I'm like, nah, dude, I don't want to do that. Why didn't I do that? It was like the ground level. You know, I could be a millionaire right now if I just gave him like 10 bucks, you know. <laughs> crazy dude absolutely crazy well and then i mean i think that's everybody's thing about time travel it's all about money right like oh i would I, I would know the winning lottery numbers for this billion dollar lottery or i could invest in google or tesla and, and make a bunch of money and i think that money definitely would change you and change your life. So had you had done that and become a millionaire, it's still a huge possibility that you and Tiffany wouldn't have even gotten together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, Bitcoin went pretty fast, didn't it? I mean, it went probably... up and it went back down. Like it's not like down like $10 for a couple hundred coins down, yeah. but like 
definitely, you know, I think it's like, don't call me on this. I don't know. I, I would say that I think one Bitcoin is still worth over 10 grand, I think. Yeah. But I think, I think we were, I think we were married at the time. We've been to get, we've been married 14 years. So we were at least together, if not married. So anyways, enough of that. But man, uh, so I'm always, I've been in like into the time travel shows since a kid. I mean, I watched Quantum Leap. I don't know if you know that show. I've been into Doctor Who, um, of course, Back to the Future. I mean, any time travel show, you can catch me watching it. Even even like the really cheesy ones, I'll still watch them. Um, gosh, just the idea of not even changing things, just going back and experiencing like history. It's just awesome to me. And then the possibility of going to the future to see the future, which the future time travel is a little bit harder for me to grasp a hold of because it seems like it wouldn't have happened yet. You know, if we're on, if we're the main timeline. Sure. Um, so it's, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe it's time is not linear. Maybe it's all happening simultaneously. So, you know, it's like our past, our future and our self right now is all happening at the same time. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's like a, it's kind of like a, it kind of blows your mind to, to kind of grasp that thing. So a lot of ghost hunters, um, they say that, you know, ghosts are echoes of the past. So if you see a ghost, it's actually, you're seeing the past, but it's happening simultaneously with the future. So there was this, um, Gosh, I want to say it was on YouTube. I saw it. Maybe I don't think it was TikTok. I think it was before TikTok. But there's this guy who um, came downstairs in his house and he saw a kid getting food out of the fridge, right? Mm -hmm. And I said that backwards. I'm sorry. There's this guy. When he's a kid, he was getting food out of the fridge and he turned around and he looked and he saw this man standing in the doorway of the kitchen. Sure. And then when he grew up, at some point, he came downstairs to go to the kitchen. He saw a kid getting food out, which was his health. So he's simultaneously in like the same, he's seeing his past and present right at that point. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I mean, that is something, it's kind of mind-boggling um, to say, you know, I mean, is that, an echo or, I mean, did he, I mean, obviously it's not an echo because he saw the future self and the past self. So, right. I mean, that's just, it's just weird to think about, man. So weird. It's, it's like so big that I can't even grasp it. You know, like the quantum physics and all, I mean, there's so much stuff that goes into time travel. That it's just above my um, knowledge base. Oh, excuse me. I choked above my knowledge base, you know? Yeah. And I'll tell you what movie kind of uh simplifies it for you a very very i think one of his best movies um for me it's a very emotional movie i, cr I cry still when i see parts of it but the movie click with adam sandler oh yeah yeah i would i would expect that time travel would be more like that than it would be like you could go like way far in the past and and see an event it would more so be different versions of yourself from different timelines. And essentially click, you know, is him at different points in his life. 
but the the vast differences that he goes through of being fat, being successful makes me think that he's like hopping to different like timelines uh, of himself, yeah. right? And so it's it, that movie is really interesting to me, and it kind of and it kind of simplifies it. But I think that would be a more realistic view of time travel because it's only based on your perception of reality, and like. I think perception's huge, right? So, and that's a completely different discussion, but you know, your perception of reality can be completely different than mine. Um, especially if you have um, some sort of uh, blindness or you're deaf or, so your perception of reality is defined by the, the things around you that your brain consumes, right? Colors, images, sounds, touches, smells, feels, taste, things like that, right? So if if I was to blindfold you and feed you a cube that felt like steak, tasted like steak, then the the you know, your reality is that this is a piece of steak when in reality it could be a piece of some a tire or something that is just perfectly like a steak, right? So yeah. I think that that movie to me is more is a more realistic view of what I envision time travel to be because it you can only see the things that you've seen your perception of like when his father passed away or when his daughter grew up or it, it you can only go to places that you've seen because and you can't go to other places because technically those places don't exist to you like Yes, my neighbor's house exists, but I don't – does that kind of make sense? That kind of sounds weird and like convoluted, and I'm not like a time travel expert by any means, guys. I'm just kind of throwing out my personal bias on what I think time travel would like be like, um, but definitely I, I think it would totally be based off things that you've seen or things that you've done, whether it be past you, future you, or present you. And I don't think that you would be able to veer outside of that. Like in the movie Click, for example, and this is a perfect example of that. Um, when his father passes away in the movie, spoiler alert, guys, the movie is like 20 years old. Get over it. Um, in the movie, his father passes away. Uh, and there's a scene where his dad's in his office and it's a very emotional scene where the dad's trying to show him something. He gets mad, tells the dad to go away. And the dad ends up dying. Um and then – so he tries to use the remote to take him to like the moment it happened and he couldn't go there because he wasn't there, right? Yeah. He said you can't go there because you weren't, you weren't there, yeah. right? And so that is more realistic to me of how time travel would probably work because it's based on the perception of your own reality. And if you hadn't seen something before, then it would be impossible for you to see it in a different timeline. Yeah. That's crazy. I know that seems kind of complex and I, and I led into that whole explanation saying click makes it really easy, <laughs> but, but it really like, if you, if you kind of watch the movie, it, I think it's a more realistic view of like um, how time travel would be used because in another reason, I kind of think that too is because um, and there's, and there's all kinds of, of science behind this guys again, but to me, I would think, imagine that if there was already a time time machine that existed we would know about it um and you think, you think we mean, would know about it 
Well, I if mean, time if time is linear, then maybe not, right? It would it would only once the time machine was built, then it wouldn't be that way anymore and you could travel to different points of time and not timelines. But if if a time machine does exist, right, it would make sense that we wouldn't know about it if it works exactly how I just explained, right? Like yeah. there's no way I would know about it if the person who has it can only visit himself and his perception of reality. And if I don't know that guy, then I would never know that it existed. Yeah. So have you ever heard of the Chronovisor? No. When you were talking about that, it just brought this to my mind. I uh, was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which podcast or I would shout them out. But um, recently I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about this. And this is something I've heard about before. Um, so apparently the Vatican has this technology called the Chronovisor. The and Vatican. It, it's documented. There's like like I want to say Franciscan monks. I don't know if that's exactly who it was, but I, I want to remember, say, think, think I remember that's what they said. Franciscan monks that um, invented this Corona visor. And it was with the help of, I want to say Nostradamus. There was not just Nostradamus uh, drop name drop in there too about this, but apparently they use this visor and they can see in the past and they can see past events. Like they said they saw, the crucifixion of Christ with the chronovisor. And, um, but this isn't the first time I heard about it. The first time I heard about it was, I want to say it was on coast to coast AM. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot. There's a lot of stuff on my mind right now about time travel. So I think his name is Andy Basago. I want to say this is his name, but he said his claims were he was in this experiment in Montauk, New York. And they did this chronovisor experiment and um, it actually sent him back to the Battle of Gettysburg. And um, he has this whole story of he showed up there, he watched, um, no, it wasn't the Gettysburg, it wasn't the battle, it was Lincoln's address. So he showed up in Lincoln's address. Um, he was a kid at the time, they only used kids for these this experiments. Um, because they're apparently they're easier to send through time or something like that. But he showed up and he said when he showed up, he didn't have shoes and he had to get these, like steal these shoes, put on his feet or something. Um, you guys can look it up. It's called look up the chronovisor. It's not hard to, find. there's so much, so much stuff out there on it. Um, but apparently there's a picture of him or he, he claims it's a picture of him there from, you know, Lincoln's address. And there's, you see this kid standing there with like these huge shoes on that don't fit him. And he claims that that is him. It's so crazy. I mean, to be honest, what does the Vatican not have? Yeah, like, true. <laughs> I mean, just uh, everybody's concerned about area 51. We need to raid the freaking Vatican. Right. Know, right? Like, uh, apparently they have lots of things, lizard people, fountain of youth, chronovisor pretty much everything you, yeah. you know any in a young strapping supernatural believer would need it's it's probably there but yeah <laughs> 100% um also man there's gosh doctor who i re recommend watching doctor who if you have it it's just it's a very entertaining show um a lot of sci-fi and time travel i'm just i'm a huge fan of it um 
I just, I mean, to all my Doctor Who fans out there, I mean, dude, what what do you guys think about? Um, I'm going to have to edit this because I can't think of his name. Hold on a second. The doctor was um, David Tennant. Okay. What do you guys think about David Tennant coming back as the doctor? I mean, that kind of blew my mind. I know Ty doesn't know anything about this right now, but guys, I'm talking to you, the Doctor Who fans. Dude, it's awesome. I love David Tennant. The best doctor ever. Okay. Enough of that. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Um, okay. It's a, it's kind of like a weird, would you rather? Um, and, okay. And it's kind of one piece of it is time travel. One isn't. Would you rather have like the ability to time travel? But again, it would only be your perception of reality that you would be able to visit. You wouldn't be able to go anywhere outside of things that you've never seen before. Or immortality oh my gosh dude i mean i don't think i would i mean i would only want immortality if my loved ones were immortal also because i would not want to be immortal and watch the people i love die over and over again you know what i'm saying that would be like the worst so I guess I would have to go time travel. Interesting. I, I definitely think that I would probably pick immortality. Yeah. Um, and eventually in this sound, this is going to sound a little morbid and a little out there, but I think eventually you would just stop loving people. Maybe. Um, but I think for me personally, and I guess that's a more selfish answer, but I think the time travel is a more selfish answer because you're really only going to go back to the times that you thought were good and that you remembered and, and spend it with your loved ones. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm more interested in like seeing what the future holds, I guess, but interesting, interesting answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, immortality is in itself sort of like time travel. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's, yeah. you know, um, but I mean, I, I think back to that old movie, the Highlander. I don't know if you ever watched the Highlander. Mm-hmm. Um, where the you know you're mortal and you know you fight with swords. <laughs> I'm being really nerdy tonight about movies, um, but yeah, I mean it's, and that's what I thought of because I mean it's the movie starts out with him like when he first finds out he's an immortal, yeah, and he's living with his wife like in Scotland in like the uh, 1500s, and then his wife grows old and dies, and you know it shows him traveling through the centuries. And just people, you know, he's loved just die in front of him. And that's just, just so sad, man. Seriously. I just, I couldn't handle it. I think I would be more sad if I just kept going back to memories, trying to remember people the way they were. Yeah. I think Uh, that would make me more, I think that would make me more sad if I'm being honest, like, uh, and maybe it, maybe it's a different kind of sad. Maybe it's like a happy sad, right? Like, Oh, this person died. I can go back and now I'm with them again and they're laughing and they're, and you know, we're hugging and, and I can smell them and, and like, you know what I mean? So maybe it's more like a happy sad than like a sad, sad, like immortality would be like more of a sad, sad. Yeah. Uh, and I know that kind of doesn't make sense, but um, while we're on the topic of movies, another time travel movie that pretty much is the same way as click he can only travel back to things that he's experienced again. And this is, again, one of the reasons I think that is the way time travel would exist if it did exist. 
um, is the butterfly effect. And of course, the butterfly effect in itself has a, has a separate definition from the movie. But um, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, Butterfly Effect starring Ashton Kutcher is a movie about a kid who has the ability to travel back in time um, to a previous version of himself. And uh, the premise of the movie is, is if you change something in the past, then it changes your future. So every time he travels back to the past, he changes something, he comes back to the future, his future is different. Uh, one future, he's in an Ivy League school with his high school sweetheart. Uh, the next one, he's a paraplegic. The next one, he um, lives in a trailer and is a drug addict. Uh, the next one, he's homeless. And then the last one, he's normal. Um, and it, it, the butterfly effect is mainly about small decisions affecting your life in big ways. Um, so examples of that in the movie are telling a lady, don't go to a mailbox or that they put like a firework in or him going up to the mailbox when there was a firework in it and trying to get it out or, um, him just running away from the whole situation. Um, just, it, it, it's all pretty much based around one scenario that he makes different choices in each one of the scenarios and his future turns out radically differently. Um, and it's basically homage to the butterfly effect that the wings of a butterfly flapping in a different uh, space and time can cause earthquakes and tsunamis in, in a distant future. Um, if you guys haven't seen it and that's kind of what it's about. So um, what are your thoughts on that, Jason? Do you think, uh, how do you think choices that you would make in the past would affect your future now? Oh, I think it'd be, I mean, if, if, so if, it, if, Time works that way. So, you know, if you, you know, like, you know, say the reason it's called a butterfly effect, if you step on a butterfly in the past, that could, you know, alter that species forever, right? May never exist. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if it, if time works linear where, you know, if it's actual my timeline, I go back and I change something and it affects my timeline, then, you know, that would, I mean, that that's, that's pretty big, but if, or if you go back in time and you do that and it makes branches, you know, makes a new timeline off that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it could work that way where this timeline would stay steady, but then there would be another timeline branched off. Kind of like it's the theory, you know, in the Marvel universe, that's yeah. kind of what they're doing right now. The um, multiverse. Yeah. Where you mean decisions, you keep getting all these branches off in it into the, this, I mean, I think the butterfly effect implies that time is linear because going back to the past changes the future in that timeline, right? So I don't think that it does branch off, at least not from the examples that we have currently. And so I think like just – and it's so strange too because I think of little decisions that I've made in my life that had I go – if I was to go back and change that decision, it would change the entire course of my life and I'll give you a good example. Um, so I met my wife through a mutual friend named Sidney Hayes um, and he was at the time um, talking to one of uh, Caitlin's friends, my wife Caitlin, uh, one of her friends named Kayla. So one day he calls me and says, Sydney lived right up the street for me. Um, and he calls me and says, Hey, me and some friends are going to first Maryville first Baptist to play some basketball. Do you want to go? And I told him no at first. 
And then I sat and I thought about it for maybe two or three minutes and I, and I texted him back and I said, actually, I do want to go come, come pick me up and, and I'll go with you. That one decision changed the entire course of my life because I went to First Baptist, I played basketball, I hung out with Sydney, I met Kayla, I met my wife, Caitlin. I ended up coming, becoming good friends with Kayla. I ended up renting a house from her parents. I ended up going to her parents' church. That's where I really got to know Caitlin. Um, she ended up coming over to my house because she was friends with Kayla and my house was right next door to Kayla's house. So she would come over all the time and we formed a relationship and that relationship ultimately formed into, of course, a marriage because she is my wife now. But literally saying yes to that one question of, hey, do you want to go play basketball? Changed the entire course of my life. So I think the butterfly effect is super, super like prevalent in time travel because it is definitely the small things that if you change can impact you the most. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I think common examples of that would be something like, oh, I chose not to go to the store that day. And I was going to die in a car wreck if I would have went right. And I chose not to. And so now my life is completely different, of course. Um, But yeah, had I had said no and stayed firm on that decision. And if I would have stayed home and played video games, I would never have the wife I have. I would probably not have the job that I have. And I probably just wouldn't even have the life that I have now. And it was just all based off one simple question. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Um, I was I was trying to think of a time in my life that I can't <laughs> I can't think of a time in my life where something that little happened that changed everything. You know, I can't. Um, maybe uh, you know what I can I can tell you this. So um, at JTV, I was working at JTV, and um, there's this lady called her name is Sandy Gray. She worked in like this the department over from me and I should go over there and, and chit chat with them. And, uh, she invited me to church and I was like, I don't know, maybe, um, at that time I wasn't really going to church at the time. Um, and then she's like, you should come out. Um, I know you you play music. There's this guy, Lance, you need to meet. Um, he plays guitar and, uh, I know you wanted to start a band. So I was like, okay, I'll come check it out. Lance was, way younger than me like 10 years younger than me right he was oh still in the, he was still in the youth group yeah. she was she was like a youth group leader i mean he was a senior in high school but he was yeah. still in the youth group so i came out and uh um i went to the youth group and i met him and uh he was he actually played in like the youth worship band or whatever and um he's like yeah you know I, you know i'd like to start a band too and you know, he's a really talented guitarist, right? He's like, hey, this is uh, my buddy Brandon. He he may want to play drums with us. So Brandon is my wife's brother. And that's how I met my wife is because I went to church that night to start a band with this guy. And I met her brother and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, see, simple decisions like that. And so I definitely think that the butterfly effect is definitely a huge thing because if you and and I think that many people can go and point at many examples in your life of decisions ultimately lead you down a path that ends up in a different path that ends up in a different path 
Um, all paths lead to death, obviously. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe not in the future, who knows, but um, definitely small decisions that you make over the course of your life um, ultimately shape your life into what it is. And it can be something as small as going to church or going to, to a basketball game, which is just crazy to me. It, it um, is crazy to think about crazy. And that movie I would, as far as like time travel movies go, I would give it an 8.5 out of 10. I think it's a really good film. It has some bad acting at times. Um, it has some really bad CGI, um, but that's okay. It's an early 2000s film. So, um, but yeah, guys, if you not watched it, go check it out. It's uh, The Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher. I think it's a really good watch. Um, and it explains time travel in a very elementary way that allows people to really like take a hold and understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, I haven't seen that movie in years and uh, I, I want, I need to go back and watch it again now because it is, I mean, it's a very interesting movie and uh, it, it is, it is a tearjerker. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's um, been, it's been a long time. Yeah. So man, what do you think about, these photos that have been coming out of people who are supposedly time travelers, travelers, like there's a picture of the guy like standing in the crowd. He's wearing like sunglasses and like a sweatshirt. And they said back, back, back in that time, they didn't have sweatshirts. Everyone, he looks different than anyone else in the crowd. What what do you think about things like that? I definitely. So my number one thing about stuff like that, and we've discussed it on the podcast here before is technology the more technology advances the less a photo means to me does that make sense like it's really easy for people to alter things and make things look a certain way um but with that being said that picture has been circulating for a really long time um it could be and again i'm a skeptic of, of pretty much everything i'm a see it to believe it kind of guy but the the evidence of what he's wearing like it's hard for me to look at the picture and dispute that that guy doesn't belong in that timeline for first and foremost so i'll say that um second thing is there have been other photos of people for example a lady in like the 1600s on a cell phone um for example i think it was like 1600s um is what the photo was from but that could have been her, I don't think it might not. I don't even think photos exist in the 1600s. So just I think it was the 1800s. Yeah, the one? I just sounded ignorant there for a second. But <laughs> no, anyways, no, no, regardless, <laughs> regardless, I, I, I kind of exaggerated the dates there. But regardless, like she has something in her hand. She puts it, she's putting it to her ear. That could have been easily like a, a female wallet or pocketbook or, you know, who who knows? Um, but oh, I definitely. No, I- I know exactly the one you're talking. About. It's like it's a movie, right? It's like uh, a real. Don't think it's a movie. So there is um, one. It's from um, what's his name? The silent film star. Um, not Buster Keaton. Charlotte, Charlie, Charlie Chaplin? Chaplin. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin. And it's like a movie premiere for one of his movies. And this lady's walking down the street, and she pulls this thing out and puts it to her ear and starts talking. And she like kind of looks around and is. T- and it it totally looks like a cell phone to me. And there's been a lot of you know disputes saying, oh, it's one of those the ear trumpets. You know, you've seen like the people back in the day would put the like 
trumpet looking thing in their ears so they could hear better right, hard of right. hearing but this thing was tiny it wasn't no, it was not an ear trumpet it's just very weird i don't know why someone would put a purse to their face but so, you know i'm uh, a, i'm 100 believer so you know <laughs> there's a couple of different things so none of these are in the 1800s so let's let's correct this both of the photos that i'm looking at uh, one took place in uh, 1938, and then there's also uh, one from 1937. So just want to clear up the timelines here. And then the timeline of the guy in the photo, I'm not exact of uh, the one in the glasses. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I'm not exactly sure uh, when this is, but it's definitely early 1900s. I, it, there, I don't think it's 1800s at all. It's definitely um, – early 1900s and looking at the photo man it's it would be so hard to dispute this because what he's wearing definitely looks like it doesn't belong in that timeline and he doesn't any kind of looks like he belongs in our timeline but not really either um so the photos for me are, are a little iffy. I definitely think the ones from like 1937 are a little bit more convincing because the lady looks like she's on a cell phone, but it, it could totally be something else. So it could have just been a picture taken at like the, the correct time. Now, the Charlie Chaplin picture that you're talking about is a lady with something definitely bulky in her hand. She's wearing like all black. Um, and she's walking. And I think that was the one um, that you're talking about with Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Um, and it, it, a lot of it says like time travel hoax. So I don't know. I don't know the history behind any of these photos, to be honest with you, but. Excuse oh. me. Sorry. I had a yawn. I muted my mic there. So um, I don't know the history behind any of these photos, but I would say the ones of the ladies with the, their he, their hands toward their, their face from the 1930s are definitely 100% genuine pictures. But there's no way that you could tell me that they're holding a cell phone in their hand positively. Um, the one with the guy in the crowd is very, very iffy to me. I know that that's like one of the more popular time traveler um, photos. But there's, there's, I don't know. It, that one looks a little bit more Photoshop to me than some of the others do. Uh, but again, the photos are definitely kind of sketchy. Now that's not to say all the photos are sketchy because I know that there's tons of photos and I know you want to get into this. I know there's tons of photos of famous people or celebrities or people that look exactly like celebrities from the past yeah yeah man that that i mean are they time travelers or are they immortal <laughs> you know that, what we were talking about before right i'm leaning more toward like the immortal type deal um but that's not to say that throughout time people haven't had doppelgangers yeah yeah true um, and, and I'm sure at some point in time there's been, I actually saved a reel on Instagram the other day because the guy looks just like me. Really? Uh, and, and it was weird because when I first saw it, I was like, holy crap. 
Was and it was so, it Ice Cube? No, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> Ice Cube. Um, but and, and I think people look like different people at different points in their life. Like when I was way younger, um, and I didn't have a beard, people told me I looked like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um. So. And if you showed the right picture of me and the right picture of Muhammad Ali, then and you put them side by side, um, then it, yeah, it could be that I that I look just like him. I looked exactly like him. So uh, I think there's a logical explanation behind the photos of famous people. Um, and two, you got to think like the genes that people carry, I mean, eventually the, the gene pool is going to have people that look, look alike. Um, especially if you're talking about a specific nationality or race of people. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, that, that tend to have like a lot of the same features. Um, so I, I think it's totally possible, but a lot of these photos are really, 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 really spot on. And then, um, you know, some of them are like a photo compared to like a drawing. A drawing could look like anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, the one I, I have here, the Putin, um, that I don't know why they put that drawing in there. They could have left that drawing out. It'd been fine. But I mean, that is, I mean, that is very compelling though. The 1920, the 1941, and then 2015. I mean, that looks exactly like Vladimir Putin, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. But like the one you sent of Baron Trump, you know, it's totally a sketch, right? So there's no, like I could hold Rory up to that and be like, it's Rory. He's a, he's immortal. He's been eight years old or nine years old forever. Yeah. Um, So guys, so guys real quick, if you guys, um, what he's referring to is there was a book published back in like the 1800s called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. And it is, I don't know all the details, so I'm not going to go into it, but just you guys need to check it out because it's uncanny. I've, I've heard some stuff about it. I've never read it, but apparently um, it supposedly the Trump family is um, time travelers or immortals or something. And his um donald trump's grandfather or something was friends with tesla and it, there's a whole lot there so <laughs> it's very weird go check it out but you know i mean donald trump's son's named baron and this is baron trump's marvelous uh, it's uncanny just check it out i don't know any more than that okay back to what you're saying <laughs> yeah no worries so yeah so i definitely think there is a logical explanation for people looking like other people um especially like what I said, I think that when you're talking about people that are the same nationalities, that share the same features and, and those kinds of things, I think you're just bound to get people that look a lot alike. Um, and, and I think it's all about the photo too. Yeah. And, and it doesn't take much like to, for you to, Look at a photo like if the nose shape is the same and the eyes are kind of the same, uh, then your mind kind of does like, and again, this is something we've talked about on the podcast before, like your mind recognizes patterns really easy. So it's easy for you to look at something that doesn't have a lot of similarities, that has a few similarities for your brain then to start like a pattern recognition 
like sequence. And then now all of a sudden you think that that person looks exactly like them. When in reality, you know, the, the picture of Nicolas Cage, his ears are totally different. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Cage. His, that's his, uh, yeah. That one is, is, is kind of different. And then the, the same for, for the Jay Z picture, obviously it's like a little bit younger. Um, it shares a lot of features like the nose is very similar. His lips are very similar. Um, but his head shape, his eyes are a little bit different. Um, but it shares a lot of similarities, but it could easily, easily just be somebody that looks a lot like him, but not him. Um, so I think there's a logical explanation behind the photos. Yeah, there is something we need to go into in a future episode is uh, cloning. There's a lot of like hip hop artists out there that say they've been cloned. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to get into it now, but I mean, this could be part of that. I don't know. <laughs> Have you heard that about the hip hop about, I can't think of his name, but he like swears that he's a, like a second generation clone. Are you, and, I think you're talking about machine gun Kelly, maybe. No, it's not machine gun Kelly. It's another guy. Okay. I have heard I have I have heard about the the hip hop cloning thing. Um but it doesn't I don't know. Some of these some of these people that have these like I don't know what the significance of cloning Baron Trump would be, right? Like I don't know why you would do that. Why you would clone Vladimir Putin. Yeah. I mean, unless they they run the world and they're keeping the same people in charge, you know. Well, Nicholas Cage ain't running nothing. No, I, I mean, that, that right now, but that so. Nicholas Cage picture doesn't really look like Nicholas Cage. It was just an example I threw out there. Um, yeah. Now the Jay Z, I mean, you know, if you want to get into all the conspiracies about him, you know, being part of the Illuminati and all that, I mean, all totally. of his symbol, yeah, all of his symbolisms on his albums and all of his hand signals he does. I mean, that's that's legit stuff, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally different subject, but I definitely think that there's something going on with billionaires that we are not privy to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Um, okay, I'm gonna get into some really heavy now. Have you ever heard of John Teeter? No. Okay, so this guy, John Teeter, this is way back from nineteen ninety-eight. There was a radio show, Coast to Coast AM, which I referenced earlier. So back then, um, Art Bell was the host of it. I think he was the um, first paranormal radio show host. And um, it is it's still it's still going on today. George Nori is now the host of Coast to Coast, but it's, it's a great show. It comes on real late at night, like 2 a.m. Um, but so back in 1998, uh, Art Bell received a fax. And that's that. <laughs> most people, most of you probably don't know what a fax is today. Most of you younger people. So um, it was like an email before emails, and it would come out of a machine. <laughs> if that makes sense, like a printer, you would you would type it out and you would send it via printer to someone. I'm, I'm explaining it bad, but yeah. So he received a fax. I'm going to read it, guys. If I mess up on this, I'm sorry. I'm going to read it to the best of my ability. Sometimes I'm ADD and sometimes I miss stuff. So, okay, here we go. Dear Art, 
I had to fax when I heard uh, other time travelers calling from any time past the year 2500 AD. Please let me explain. Time travel was invented at the end of 2034. Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity engine. The basic design involves a rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. By altering, by altering the speed of the direction of the rotation, you can travel both forward and backward in time. Time itself can be understood in terms of connected lines. When you go back in time, you travel to your original timeline. When you were when you when you turn the singularity engine off. A new timeline is created due to the fact that you and your time machine are now there. Some interesting outcomes of this are once you meet yourself, I have done so often, even taken the younger version of myself along for a few rides before returning myself to the new timeline and going back to mine. Two, you can alter history in the new universe that you have just um, just created most of the time, the changes are uh, sub- subtle. Sometimes I'll notice a car model that doesn't exist or a book that came out late. Unfortunately, it was also discovered that anyone going forward in time from my time of 2036 hit a brick wall in the year 2564. Please pray that we will discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564. That's the end of the first facts so what do you think about that so in summary and let me know if i got this right he's from 2036 is that what you said he is from yeah let's see i'm gonna go back 2036 yes yeah and and then 2534 2564 he can't 25, go past 64 that. he can't go past 2564 I mean, maybe a catastrophic event happened. And this, again, for the fifth time, goes back to maybe you can't visit a timeline where reality is different or and or doesn't exist, right? So, like, if the planet doesn't exist, there's nowhere for him to go. Yeah, true. But, I mean, 2564, you would for sure think that we've been to space and or figured out a way to not live on planet Earth. Um, by by twenty five sixty four, yeah, yeah. By twenty five sixty four, you would for sure think that that would be that would be the case. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of weird. I, I definitely think that. I mean, everything comes to an end, whether it's civilization, humanity, uh, whatever. But that would be the only explanation I would have for him not being able to jump forward in time anymore. Yeah. So. That's just the beginning of this. <laughs> so then he shows up on this message board, um, the Time Travel Institute forums, um, in November 2nd of 2000. So this is a forum that people would go on to discuss time travel. And his, his name was Time Traveler Zero. Okay, this, in quote, this goes, Greetings, I am a time traveler from the year 2036. I'm on my way home after getting an IBM 5100 computer system from the year 1975. My time machine is stationary mass term polar displacement unit manufactured by General Electric. General Electric. 
The unit is powered by two top spin dual positive singularities that produce a standard offset triple sinusoid. I will be happy to post pictures of the unit. So he posted that. Then the next post, my initial flight from 2036 to 1975, 61 years. Then I went from 1975 to the year 2000, 25 years. Later this year, one of the two favorable windows will open and I will return to my 2036 year. I am here now for personal reasons. So a lot of people theorize he came to the year 2000 or, you know, he came here to stop Y2K from happening. So he went back to 1975 to alter the um, computer system. Because remember the computer glitch, everyone was freaking out for Y2K was going to happen, that all the computers, you know, were going to crash because they didn't know what to do after 1999. Yeah. It was not going to go to 2000. They were going to go back to 1900, which would throw everything off. Right. So the theory is that he went back and altered the computer so they would roll over to 2000. And then he came forward to 2000 to make sure that it worked. And that's why he was here for personal reasons. That's, that's the theory. I think it's pretty far-fetched. That's, that's um, the theory. I don't know how much evidence there is to support it. Obviously, there's these facts and the message boards and stuff, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. So this is – it goes on. So he made some predictions. So these are the predictions, which he said himself um, – uh, it's not on this this page I'm on, but he it says – that he made another thing saying that these may necessarily not may not come true because it's a different timeline because he made a branch, but he's, these are predictions of what happened in his timeline. So uh, it says, if you want to survive the coming conflict, learn to let fear keep you alive. Too many of you turn off the life-saving natural instincts and premonitions when it's convenient. The same person who has five deadbolt locks on their door will think nothing about getting into a parking garage elevator with a total stranger. If you want to live, keep your eyes open. So that, that's kind of kind of weird, right? Okay. Then he says, then he says, would that be any more believable if I told you I had just stopped a horrible event and you won't hear anything about it because it didn't happen? I don't want to I don't want the responsibility of being expected to know who lives and who dies. I know it would change me for the worse. Besides, how can you be sure my in my interaction now isn't a result of something I've already screwed up and now I'm trying to fix? The example of not preventing Pearl Harbor related to Y2K the example of not preventing poor harbor related to Y2K. Have you considered that I might have already accidentally screwed it up your world timeline? So he's saying that he may have screwed up the world timeline. Uh, by fixing by, Y2K. By fixing Y2K. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes on. He says the civil war in the United States will start in 2004. 
I would describe it as having a Waco-type event every month that steadily gets worse. The conflict will consume everyone in the U.S. by 2012 and end in 2015 with a very short World War III. Which, I mean, you know... If he that didn't moved, happen. If that didn't happen, but if he moved it up a few years, I mean, we had some very, very strong uh, division in the country that could have escalated, you know, if it was pushed that way, you know? Eh, I guess that's kind of true, but definitely those premonitions didn't come. Now, if you want to talk about somebody who makes premonitions that have come true, we need to talk about the Simpsons, but that's... that's oh, dude. Oh, my God. Different oh, topic. dude. <laughs> that is a huge topic. But anyway, so this guy, I mean, he he like I'm not going to go into any more reading of all this stuff because there's a lot. But um, he apparently posted diagrams of his time travel machine and um, exactly how it worked and how the computer he went back in time to get how it it, it makes it possible for the time machine to work. Because apparently there's something to do with that computer that um no other computer has it's like a part that's like phased out and is never it's not been made anymore yeah and there's only one place you can find it is in that computer um and some other like if i'm remembering correctly from some of the stuff i've heard um some other like computer scientists and stuff has said yeah that computer does have some components that are no longer made and you know so it, i mean it that is true um but like apparently the time travel device is like mounted in a Corvette or something. It, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of far fetched, but you know, huh. it's 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 a very interesting uh, tell. I mean, I, yeah, I, I got so infatuated with it back in the day when I first heard about it. I mean, it's there's this guy who wrote a whole book, and apparently there is a John Teeter that is alive now. In Florida, and whenever all this stuff came out in 2000, he was like a kid. And apparently, the time traveler—I mean, the the lady or the mom of John Teeter—wrote a book saying that the John Teeter from the future came to visit them. I mean, it, it goes deep, dude. It, it really does. Um, I've wanted to get the book and read it, but it, it's like. If you buy it on Amazon, it's like 80 or 90 bucks and it's out of print. So I did oh, not okay. want to buy it. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's like a cult classic now. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot to this that is mind-boggling and it really makes you want to believe because the story is very compelling, you know? Yeah. I mean, to have a guy who's posting on forum boards back in the day just come up with all this crap to, like, is he, like, the first of what, what are they called? You know, the, um, the guys that write the fiction online and people think, think it's real. It's not creepypasta. There's another, um, Oh, I have no idea. It's like, gosh, I can't remember what it's called. But anyways, there's these people that write fiction and it's ever evolving. And then people, you know, can put their inputs in it and it, it, it brings everyone into it and it kind of makes it a more than just fiction. Like it's a group of people now. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not describing it well, but that's what kind of what this is. You know, it's okay. there's so many people involved now, like real people. If this guy's fake and made all of this up, there's actually a family involved in Florida that are actually real people. And it's, 
there I think there was a lawyer involved at one point. I mean, there's there's a lot. And there's actually logos of this time travel, um, military time travel insignia and stuff that's on here. I mean, it's it's it goes deep, man. It goes real deep. Yeah, I would I would have to look into it. I'm not I'm not too familiar with it, but it definitely sounds I don't know. I don't know how you could claim to be a time traveler, claim to have done some of these things and then can't make predictions, but it would make sense that you can't make predictions if that stuff didn't happen and butterfly effect occurs. And, um, and you know, for a while there, we were having Waco type events with like school shootings and the Aurora shooting in Colorado and uh, the church shootings that have happened. And, you know, we, we've, I, I, I say Waco-esque. Those are mass shootings. Of course, Waco uh, was completely different. The FBI stormed the building. The people were trapped under, you know, in the cellar. It burned down. Uh, The FBI has a pretty long history of using that type of battering ram and causing buildings to burn down. And uh, I think Waco was truly a horrible, horrific. um, I want to use air quotes when I say the word accident on the FBI's part, but. Um, definitely events that have unfolded in the country that are definitely Waco-esque in nature. And I say that because of like the school shootings and, and things like that. But uh, in Waco, it was mainly DEA agents um, who had gotten killed. Uh, I want to say DEA and um, firearms and tobacco um, agents that, that mainly got killed uh, versus like civilians and, and children um, that have, that have died at the hands of mass shooters in America recently. But yeah. Uh, and two, I kind of find it. And I think this is like, how is it always Americans, right? Like he's American. Come on, man. It, like what if it, he's not Russian. He's not Israeli. He's not Chinese. He's not Japanese. He's not, Filipino, he's not Korean, he's not, you know, Eastern European, he's not African, he's not South American, he's not like it's always American. Like, and that's another thing that makes me kind of skeptical about the whole thing, which I definitely think that America is a technologically advanced country, but I definitely think there are other countries out there that have the same technological advantages that we do, if not more. Um, so, and also, if you talk about like time travel, I definitely think that experiments with time travel, at least in my mind, I think Germany probably would have more, especially during the World War um, with the, with like the Nazis and stuff. Um, eh. And so I kind of I kind of think that <clears throat> maybe like and like it's always every time you hear something uh, paranormal or abnormal or something that breaks um, uh, expectations of reality. I feel like Russians are often behind a lot of things too. Right. So uh, I think him being American and, and, and everything makes it more questionable for me as well. Yeah. So um, speaking of that, about Russia and all that. So have you heard of the Nazi bell? Uh, Gosh, I cannot remember the name, the, the German word for it. Um, so there was a bell, for lack of a better term, device that 
supposedly the Germans made to um, either it was a time travel device or it was um, a ship. But apparently they use extraterrestrial technology to build it. And the funny thing about it is that someone in the U.S. reported seeing a bell-shaped object appear in a field like as a UFO and then disappear. So, and that is, you know, it's, it's uncanny because people didn't put, didn't put two and two together until, you know, way off in the future that, Hey, maybe, maybe this thing, you know, traveled to the U S and, you know, it's actually some sort of a time travel device, you know, which is crazy. I mean, that's, that goes another thing. I mean, UFOs, I mean, they could just be us from the future visiting, you know, like a um, a travel group going back to see what it was like, you know. And here we have the zoo. Look at all <laughs> the animals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think that time travel is something that could possibly um, exist, but I would lean toward the realm of time travel not existing. Um, And, you know, there's obviously there's tons of things like one thing we haven't brought up yet is the Mandela effect and and that's a whole other can of worms and definitely things. I remember things differently and I've taken the Mandela effect quizzes and stuff, but the, the changes in some of that stuff are so subtle that it would be easy to miss misremember things. Um, I think there's a couple of of Mandela effects though, where people have pictures and people are yeah. like, no, it was for sure this way. Why is it this way now? And everybody's acting like it's normal. It yeah. would no, it was like this. I think a, a, one of the good examples of that is like the Disney, like the Tinkerbell flying around and doing the little thing that everybody remembers. And, yeah. and it, Disney's like, we never did that. I think there was a guy who has like a videotape, like an old school videotape. And he's like, I'm finna prove it to you guys. Here's an old school video. I dug it out of my mom's attic. Here we go. And it's Tinkerbell flying around and doing the little thing. Yeah. Um, but again, that could be somebody who redid the tape and technology, yada, yada, yada. But I, it's hard to dispute all the claims of time travel not being real um, or being real. It, it, sorry, being real. Um, but I still would lean toward the the side of time travel um, not being like an actual thing. Yeah, I got you. I mean, I don't know if it's real or not. I mean, I could be. I'm not. I'm not 100 on time travel. I mean, I, I would like it to be real because it would be cool to do. You know, I'm going to take it back to the Mandela effect because one of the Mandela effects. I mean, wholeheartedly, I know that in Star Wars. He says, Luke, I am your father. But he doesn't say that in the movie now. It, it doesn't. He if you doesn't, go watch he it, doesn't he says, say it at all. no, I am your father. That is yeah. some bull crap, man. There's t-shirts <laughs> that say, Luke, I am your father. I James know. Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. <laughs> the, the voice of Darth Vader. There is an interview with him saying, when I read the script and it says, Luke, I am your father. I was like, oh, that can't be. I mean, he even said it. You know, I mean, that is proof positive. I think that's that's one of the biggest examples of the Mandela effect. Yeah, 100%, dude. You're not going to tell me he didn't say, Luke, I am your father, you know. Right. 
another big one is the um, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? It doesn't yeah. say that. It says magic mirror. It, it has never said that magic is, mirror. No shot, dude. Uh, yeah, it's for sure mirror, mirror on the wall. I've never heard magic mirror. Yeah, dude. That's a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Disney, man. I know. Changing, they're changing things on us, man. Trying to trick us. Disney and CERN, they're, they're right there with each other. They're hanging out, oh. opening portals. Changing the world. <laughs> well, there's a ton of conspiracies behind Disney as well. So, oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. If, if if you came out and said Disney was behind this, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. But, Man, that's a, we're we're gonna have to do a show on Disney now, for real. Dude, we're gonna have to, we're gonna lot. have to find an expert that knows everything about Disney. Come on, okay. If you're listening right now and you know something about Disney conspiracies, hit us up. I'm going to pop my email address right now. AFK discussions at gmail.com. Hit us up. We want you on the show. If you know anything about Disney or CERN or CERN to the bottom of the mouse, dude, we want to get to the bottom of everything, dude. If you, if you know anything about anything that is awesome that we would like to talk about, hit us up. (laughs) Yes, sir. Man, it's been a really fun show. We just, you know, just kind of just chilling and just talking about cool things. I mean, I, I really like shows like this because, you know, work's been crazy lately and we haven't really had a time to just sit down and chat. So, I mean, it's really good to just kind of vent and get, get our um, conspiracies and our, all of our nerdness out there and just, you know, I mean, I can't talk about this this with my wife because my wife will just roll her eyes for days. You know. Right. <laughs> well, and guys, this is how this is how AFK discussion was was born is us at work talking about cool, interesting topics that we thought other people uh, might be interested in. So that's that's kind of where kind of where we came from. Yeah, dude, hundred percent, dude. Hey, guys, I just wanted to let you know that if you haven't watched uh, Missing Four One One, the UFO connection, guys. Go watch that. It's on Amazon right now. It'll it'll blow you away. If you know anything about missing missing four one one, you know it's it's some very crazy, mysterious missing person stuff. And man, this next one takes it takes it all the way to the next level. So you need to check it out. Go check it out. But guys, we thank you for listening. Um, as always, I want to give a huge shout out to Reaper Apparel. Guys, go to reaperapparel.com. They've been supporting the podcast for quite a long time. You can use discount code AFK uh, discussions. You get a 10% discount on sick apparel. Um, Jason, it's been a pleasure, man. Till next time. Yeah, man. Always. Peace out, guys. See you guys.
the voice in the shadows for the day.